and we're. Do you know what you're doing or not? Yeah, absolutely. Every time. <laughs> you know what? We still there's still a woman in our neighborhood that has those headsets, and she walks to them. Really? She's an older woman. Yeah. You know, it's the AM FM. Oh yeah. Radio headphones. That's amazing. You can tell her she's like tilting her head to get better reception. <laughs> <laughs> the house i've got a, a little uh, intro for you we've got uh we've got jeff the technique i'm here on the far side of the table you don't sweat the technique you do not and uh you know patrick the pod father hi george that's me sitting up in here who else is here uh, jefe del toro <laughs> <laughs> in the house. jefe del toro yeah i like it yeah i like that jeff and Hef. yeah <laughs> and we're in the oh, house yeah. it's good to be here this Thanks is number us. 42. 42. 42. I'm just going to start saying numbers. Is that okay? It's 50. It just won't matter. And there's the drop. 75, 75, 85. <laughs> oh, yeah, and then the rumble. Right, right, right. I forgot about the rumble. 42. Yeah. <laughs> Four, two, 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 two. <laughs> Sunday, 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 Sunday. Feel the pow pow power of Monster Truck Madness. It's here. See Bigfoot take on Black Gold. Oh, the smash and trash. It's coming for you. Yeah, you. You call down the thunder. <laughs> Price of admission covers the entire seat, but you only need the edge. <laughs> Uh, price of Minister does not does not ha- require a purchase for you to win and be entered into the drawing. Children <laughs> under ten get in for free. <laughs> oh, man. Do you realize how long it's been since somebody had to read that last like disclaimer on a commercial as fast as possible? Do you remember that? Oh yeah, back yeah. in the day. Yeah, now nowadays for all the like the prescription commercials and stuff like that, they all just like. You know, Flomax may accidentally kill you. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, whereas before they'd be a Flomax, they kill you. <laughs> they, they, they can't like, do that wait, anymore. Wait, what did he say? <laughs> yeah, they used to have speed readers. You remember that? Oh yeah. yeah. Well, Not you remember anymore? the guy, remember the guy that did the uh, micro machines commercials? Micro machines, right? Micro machines. Right, right. But that was his job. Right. That was his career before he became like popular with micro machines. Is he, he read the disclaimers at the bottom of ads? Yeah. Dude, I loved micro machines. I loved. Them what too. was your favorite one? Uh, the the small one. You know, remember, <laughs> the little one, remember that one? The super yeah. little one, the little one, the red oh, one. Yeah, the little red one. <laughs> yeah, you. <laughs> so my favorite ones were I had uh, I had the Blue Angels. Yeah, as micro machines, uh-huh. and they were my favorites because I had, like these little F 18s that oh, were that's awesome. Painted never got the off the Angel. ground. No, they never did. <laughs> they had big wheels on them like every other micro machine, but like, <laughs> but in I, my mind, they flew. They were. You amazing. know what else? Speaking of flying, mm. yeah. You know what comes out in summer twenty twenty. <gasps> Is What's he that? beautiful? Top Gun Maverick. Is he beautiful? Ooh. Is he as beautiful? He's more beautiful than beautiful. More. He already flies. What? An F-18. I've got a question. It's not a micro machine, though. Will there be a, a, a Kawasaki Ninja? I mean, will, will there, it? I saw in the I saw it in the trailer. There is one. There really is. Yeah, yeah. So this episode is sponsored by <laughs> Maverick F eighteen Top Gun Maverick. <laughs> yeah, hell yeah, in theaters this summer, twenty twenty. <laughs> <laughs> Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. You know the funniest thing about these two? I, I love like there's uh they're making Bad Boys three. Bad Boys three is coming I, out I as saw well. This. Yeah. And and I'm like, why do they all have the same jobs twenty years later? 
That's a really good question. Every single they're the but, chief guy, their their captain, he's yeah. like, why are you still doing this? Why are you still in the same job, bro? <laughs> yeah, he, <laughs> retire. He obviously, he obviously would have been fired by now. Yeah, yeah after all, been. like if if you would assume all the damage they do, every all time, the collateral damage that occurs for these twenty two knuckleheads, they're like, yeah. listen, guys. <laughs> well, and like Top Gun, like like Tom. Yeah. Oh, you know him, Tom. right, Tommy. Hey, Tommy. Tommy C. You, you buzz the tower too many times. Yeah, you, like yeah, he takes too many risks. You've 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 been asked to leave the military. <laughs> and yeah. is, if I remember correctly, didn't Top Gun? Didn't somebody die? Spoiler alert, Goose. Uh, in a <gasps> training exercise. It was a training. exercise. It was all training exercise. Yeah. None of this was real war. Yeah, the whole it, movie. It, so the, the, yeah, it's right? it's bookend. So the first movie, mm-hmm. Top Gun, is is bookended by actual air to air combat. Okay. With some, uh, oh, so they real do. Okay, okay. Yeah. So they're like practicing, and then oh my god. Yeah. Then there was a crisis, and they had to go shut them down. You know. Right. And like in the arm now. Probably short movie. You know that movie, right? In it sounded like you said in the yum yum. Yeah, I, I just went ahead in the yum yum yum. I think the coffee just kicked in. Just now. yeah, it, it bumped me up a little. Boom. I thought I thought he said meow. Army meow. In the army meow. In the army pa- meow. Paulo. <laughs> the wheeze. You know the meow. The wheeze. In the army meow. <laughs> <laughs> you guys, that one, that one's coming out in the summer twenty twenty. Oh yeah, that's as well. the next. That's the next sequel. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We're in the army, meow. <laughs> I can't wait. Who was yep. in that? Polly Shore. Polly Shore. Garfield. <laughs> Garfield. <laughs> he was the meow. Tom. Yeah, Tom. Tommy yeah. C. Tomcat. Yeah. Oh yeah. That's what they call him. There you go. That's also a helicopter bringing a full circle. There you go. And right. that'll wrap it I'll up for this episode. Yep, see you guys. Six game <laughs> podcast. <laughs> On a 43. Oh, my God. I love it. What the hell are we talking about today? Oh, we've got a lot. you got a lot? Yeah. I, you know, I've been thinking a lot about um, uh, cell phones lately. Yeah. And, um, you know, I used to be like the back and forth kind. Like, I don't care what phone I use, you know, but if you're not using iPhones, just go ahead and get into your phone. Um, click unsubscribe. Because <laughs> I, I don't know. I'm just saying. I think. Yeah. See, I stand on the same side of you as on this on this debate. So there is no debate. There's yeah, no just debate. easier. Yeah. You know. Well, so it, it finally dawned on me. My wife has had a uh, an Android for a long time, and um, house divided. It is, <laughs> and it was. Mm-hmm. And like we finally are, are back on good terms. Okay, good. You know, yeah, as finally. Of this yeah, weekend. Yeah. Is that because she went to the iPhone? Yeah. So I, it's about I, time. I ordered her an iPhone, and you know, obviously, when you go in there and you're like, okay, which phone should I get? She's like, I don't need the best phone, and I'm like, ah, you're not going to get the best phone. And then right, you look I at have the, the best phone. <laughs> you look at like the financials of it, and they want you to buy the the newest and greatest. Sure. You know? They so, want you to have the best phone. Yeah. So we got her the best phone, and um. You know, she she had it about six hours before she cracked it. She cracked it already, she really? Cracked it. Well, she cracked the uh, protector, the screen protector. Yeah, which is a good indicator that she should not carry it in her back pocket. Correcto. Oh, yeah. It's a big phone. I mean, the thing's basically an iPad. Listen, th- this is true, and I can concur with this because my <laughs> wife has broken no less than four iPhones, really, and two Apple Watches. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. What is it? What is it with my my wife has broken almost every one of her phones. What is that? It's yeah. a, it's a, is this a phenomenon we just found? It's it, a, uh, How many phones have you broken? Uh, zero. <laughs> you? Yeah, I would have to count mine, actually. Oh, okay. One, I've, two, I've, I've accidentally had one in my back pocket. Uh, actually, zero. I've oh. broken zero phones. <laughs> <laughs> I, I broke... Now, this is, this, is, this is the only... This is the, 
I'm the control here. I'm the control here. I'll okay. be the control. Okay. I have broken one. Okay. But it was one that I inherited from two different upgrades that she's gotten her uh-huh. old phone uh-huh. okay. just from sitting in it it was i said so it was, it was, it was pre- yeah. pre-broken right right yeah. so yeah exactly it was already it was, it was already like, loosened up yeah, for yeah. Me. It's like, when you loosen the j like well i loosened it for you yeah. so so essentially so yeah so what is what is that maybe that's the question we need to well find so i i do have a speculation you know at least with with my wife she um uh, she she likes it sleek, you know, and she doesn't want a big case on it, and you know she throws it in her back pocket, or sure, or it just goes into like the Neverland purse bottom, sure. you know, where it gets like crammed around, the groceries thrown on top of it, like that's typically her jam, like why they get why they get you know little yeah dongled up, yeah they get jammed up, dongled up, or <laughs> scratched up, but like my phone, you know, I I, I just keep I keep it in my front pocket, it's there all the time, you know, it's like. I don't know. I mean, I, that's my guess. Yeah, I don't. I, I think. It, I think that is. It's more. Ladies have more things going on. Maybe. Maybe that's it. Well, I mean, I, can, in I mean, I can only speak for my own wife, and believe me, like you do not want to get inside that head. Yeah, <laughs> or that purse. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, my, yeah, just don't bother yeah, asking. She, like, the, like she is an early adopter of technology. She loves technology. She uses it way more even than I do. But she, like, in terms of her, like her own, like brain function, she once the use of the phone is done for that particular purpose, she doesn't think of it anymore. So. Right. So we've had ones that were just dropped into a cup of coffee, you know, yeah. without because it was sitting in the console that, while she was driving, and she didn't remember that she had coffee in the <laughs> yeah. in the cup holder. I thought she, I just, thought she was just going, okay, see ya, <laughs> and just drop. That's just exactly that's what she did. Coffee. Actually, that's what she did. Cause she's so hardcore. She's just like, <laughs> yeah, I didn't, I don't need this phone for yeah. any more calls anymore. <laughs> well, <laughs> you can't forget the idea too that, like, you know, for for some women. They're, they're mommies, right? So mm. you have oh, the, there's definitely that. the, the yeah. eye sitter. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, you know, they, they, they give the kid the phone it's as, 100% true. Yeah, as yeah, the, yeah. the babysitter for like 10 minutes. Just let me get this done. I've got to fold like 10 pair of socks and I'm good. Okay. Just so just play this game for, for 10 minutes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then next thing you know, it's peeking up from the hole in the toilet. Yeah. And you're like, <laughs> what? You can just fuck? see the edge like yeah. looking up at you. <laughs> Oftentimes it's like this. It's like, Mama, can I have your phone? And she's like, no. You know, and then that it's a, incessantly yeah. she's like fine and she hands it and as just as she's handing it to the child the child goes and drops it on the concrete <laughs> yeah didn't really want to now i okay so i'll excuse that's definitely like, that's my favorite thing to do in the world yeah. i think ever that and slapping things out of people's hands are two <laughs> favorite things and I, <laughs> I like that too that's a good one so actually this reminds me of a thing uh speaking of shout out to muskin yeah. uh, this Reminds we used to go over to his place, a yeah. buddy of mine, another pet, by the way, nice. three pets three, all together three in, in yeah. one home. I'll tell you what, uh, we would go over there to watch the UFCs. He would always order them and host them and everything like that. And we, we were sitting there, and uh, our the third pet had like just, the I mean, h- hysterically <laughs> the worst phone, like always the worst phone. So we'd always go, like, we'd pull our phones out, and be like, hey, wh- uh, can you check the, tell me what score the score is? Or, and he'd be like, ha, ha, ha. and he'd pull it out, and we just, <laughs> <laughs> we did it so many times that when we would do it, it would shatter, and he'd have to put it all back together. <laughs> he'd put the brick back together, and then we'd be like, oh, that's cool, let me see that, and we'd just throw it. <laughs> uh, uh, 
Well, phones yeah, are fun. Yeah, we, did, we do need to shout out to, to Muskin today because uh, he ookied for oh, me yeah. this yeah, morning. Yeah, yeah. yeah, because Chris is out for the week. Uh, he's yeah. in Chicago, and uh, I had him ookie this morning. Did he clean his gi? He di- he did, and he did a great job, by the way. And, yeah, and he, he, said, awesome. he said something to me after class, which I thought was interesting. And this goes out to all of our Brazilian jiu-jitsu students in that he's like, I guess he's like, ookieing is, is a skill too, isn't it? And I was like, yeah. yes, it is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. you have to listen to you have to listen too because you're gonna say he's gonna try to stop me and then you have to you know like yeah. you like to keep the, to keep the, the flow, flow. instead yeah. of having me like try to stop me right and like you, you have to keep yeah. saying that I feel like I've I've been that once I've been the Uki one time yeah and it was just kind of like it was like my second or third class and then I was like I, all right like, I don't even know what's happening yeah, to just me just lay here okay. <laughs> <laughs> well he did a good job and it, it is true. So today's episode is dedicated to all the ukis. Yeah, there you, you know? go. Because here's oh, yeah. the other here's the other shitty thing about being an uki is that your instructor goes through all of these like intricate moves and shows all the setup and everything, and then completely forgets to show you the move because you're the uki. <laughs> <laughs> and then you, you go watching. You have to go get partnered with somebody, and they're like, "You were, you were just." Yuki, you were the Yuki. You should well, know this. And he's and like, morning, I didn't see it. Morning classes are unique too because you're not quite loose yet. Right. Right. And there's been times where right. like, you know, you're ookieing or I'm ookieing and and like you've got to be in this position that your knees are just screaming. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And you're still explaining something. Right. And my knees are going. Ha, 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 ha. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen it. So I was I saw his face today because like I was going to say, yeah, it, it, he did such a great job despite his feeble, uh, <laughs> terrible shoulders that he has. His yeah. Terrible, weak Horrible shoulders that he has. Because when you got him, you were neon belly, and you had him in a in a Kimura, and his face is bright red, and he's looking at me, <laughs> and he's just smiling like, mm. "Please make this stop." I'm just Please like, just stop, just tap, yeah, just tap. But he didn't want to tap Which until you was like, me, and then you lean, and then you look up, and you move your body back, and then you tap. Like he didn't want to tap until you said <laughs> that it was supposed to tap, but he's just like, mm. "I could have tapped a while ago, you son of a bitch." <laughs> it was funny. It, it was it was funny. You know what else? You know what else? I just, and if I may, and I don't mean to interrupt. Galino, but I gotta be honest. I gotta do a shout out to uh, Jason Elliott was back in class. No today. way! Yeah, and so a big shout out to Jason because he just graduated from the uh, State Police Academy. Yeah, boy. And uh, I thought it was it was he. Uh, for those of you guys that don't know Jason, he um, you know he's been training for for a while, and uh, he wanted to go do this, and then he actually ended up get, suffering a knee injury, yeah. and then he had to get cycled back through and so this was like this was after rehab and pt and you know all that stuff and then he went back and he graduated yeah and uh and today we were in the we were in the changing room or whatever and i was talking to him or whatever and he's like hey i want to show this to you and he shows me his badge and i thought that was the coolest thing ever he's like if you've never seen one of these before and i was like i have but on the other (laughs) end it wasn't offered it wasn't offered to me but but i was like i thought that was so cool that he like wanted to share it with me you know he's like check this and you know and i'm like that that's that's fucking cool man well from a bunch of former state police here at this table welcome to the club yeah welcome to the club yeah 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 Yeah, we all welcome to hell (laughs) (laughs) so yeah i mean i remember when i I remember when i graduated from the the police academy it was with um uh, i was with another guy by the name of steve gutenberg do you remember him right the good the berg yeah the berg gutenberg yeah Yeah. and uh hightower do you remember hightower oh yeah that guy was was great he was yep and uh, Michael Winslow, he was my favorite by that far. That was the guy that, yeah, he was the one that did all the voices. Yeah, yeah. it was a it was a kooky class. It really well, was. Yeah, I remember that. It was, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, it might have been a lot of fun. Well, you know what? This one time I was sitting there and I had a stomach stomach ache, mm-hmm. and I just kept hearing. <laughs> and I was like, "Oh, I'm so, I'm so sorry." <laughs> you no, know, I just did that. 
Then you know what happened? Real, he was sitting was, right yeah. behind yeah, me making a noise. And I just thought it was God. me. And you're like, Michael, come on. <laughs> you know what guy scared me though? It was that? Tackleberry. Oh, yeah. yeah he was a little yeah. harsh. Yeah, he was a he was a, he was he was, he was very are? serious about his job. I would yeah. love to play along, but I forget all the rest of the <laughs> <laughs> I was so, friends with the guy who yelled at all those guys. Yeah, you know, the captain guy? Yeah, you remember that guy? <laughs> well, just so everybody knows that in summer of twenty twenty, it'll be Police Academy eight. Oh my god. All yeah. these sequels coming yeah, out. I'm loving it. For it. So so twenty twenty is the year of the sequel. It really is. I'm looking forward to it. Ah, this is going to be good. Yeah. Because yeah. here's, it, it brings up like all this stuff that you can talk to your kids about. Like, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like, hey man, this is, this is like the original was great. And they're going to be like, I don't know, but this is good. Yeah. Yeah. Why yeah. not? Yeah, exactly. It was funny when I was at Universal uh, with the wife, we were, we were going around one of the, they do Halloween Horror Nights at Universal. Okay. So they have like themes of the haunted houses that they have that three main themes and then like a bunch of other things. One of the main ones was Ghostbusters this year. Another one was like Stranger Things, and I can't remember the third one, but it was uh, they had on shirt they had shirts for sale, obviously for that, sure. that all those things, and they had the real Ghostbusters, <laughs> and it was like the guys, and I was like, oh, that Dan seems Aykroyd like a shot. And, yeah. <laughs> that seems like a shot right there. Dan Aykroyd was one of them. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh yeah, I mean you have Bill Murray, Dan Bill Aykroyd. Murray. Because guess what? What this summer I believe also Ghostbusters three is coming out. Oh really? Yeah. Oh, interesting. This is this really it's really weird how this is like all the movies that were yeah. either huge back what like Ghostbusters that was forty years ago. Mm, it wasn't no. that long ago. Yeah, come on. It was. Uh, it's two thousand nineteen. It was so. that that was nineteen seven no nineteen eighty no, 1986, 1988, somewhere in that. Sorry, range. that was that yeah. was I was born then. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, I don't remember. Yeah, but if that was that was the case, that's what. 30 years ago? Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> 30 years ago. Yeah. yeah. We're, not, we're real big on being particular about statistics on this podcast. So you're right. You you're right. And that's my, that's on me. Person. You know what I mean? It really is on Take you. a week off and I just forget everything. Yeah. Yeah. If you don't know, the original <laughs> cast of Ghostbusters was uh, Harold Ramis, uh, um, Bill Mike, Murray, Mike. Dan Aykroyd, and Ernie Hudson. And Michael Winslow. And you're like 96.4% <laughs> sure of that. I'm completely that's sure. That's not the Yeah. That's and the Annie class. Potts. And, and who could forget? Rick Moranis. Whoa! Famous yeah. Canadian actor. Yeah, I don't. I wonder if he's coming back because he retired from acting. He did. Went into jazz. He did go into jazz. That's true. Mm-hmm. It's a true story. Did you, guys, you know that? You guys are scaring me. <laughs> I'm yeah. telling you this. This movie how, trivia. How do you know all this information? I'm a big fan of Ghostbusters, man. I got all that room left from not learning math in school. <laughs> <laughs> it's all up here. I, love I decided it. to go for TV did you just and movies. Flick me off. What? <laughs> he just like just. I did casually. Blatantly. It was so casual. His production during this podcast is just so professional. So let's get back on track. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> what is the worst Uki experience you've had? Oh my gosh. I, I the probably the worst one. I mean, there, there's they all kind of fall into the same you know sort of the same category. I, I would honestly say that the, the the worst ones are when you when the instructor's trying to demonstrate a move and you are like muskin was this morning ready to tap before they're ready to make you tap <laughs> and you're like good grief like th- like or you're about to go to sleep yeah. and you're trying so hard not to go to sleep yeah. you know and you're like there's nothing you can do about it yeah. you know yeah and so you don't and you don't want to tap beforehand because you, you're like what the hell i didn't even like put this triangle on yet and you're right. like yeah, but I, <laughs> i've been like going to sleep going to sleep since you started 
So the worst Uki experiences uh, are the ones where the instructor is just like is not mindful of the fact that you're about to go out or that you're in, <laughs> you're in trouble, and they're just talking and talking and talking, and you're like, holy shit, hurry up! <laughs> and then finally, you just like, fuck it, I'm going to sleep. <laughs> and then they tap, right? And, the and funny then part, they tap. <laughs> the funny part about that is, is because like you know, in a live role, if you're putting these techniques on, most likely you're not going to get it nearly as deep as someone who's not fighting back. Sure. You know, so so you're like, boom, boom, you know, like just getting into this position and it's so deep and you're not even like trying that hard, but it's legit lock. Yeah. yeah. You know, but. uh, Well, I say the second worst, the second worst Uki experience is in fact that you, you know, and it is, it it feels kind of cool, especially when you're, you know, especially when you're starting out and your instructor calls you out as the Uki because you feel special. Like, oh, this guy knows that I know what they're going to teach. So they want me to Uki and whatever. And then they t- they show the move, and the worst is when you don't know the move, when you're not like sure what they're setting up or whatever, and you're you're like I don't know where to put my body, and so you go through the whole thing and you fake it till you make it, right? And then you get onto the mat again with your partner, and they're you're like I have no idea. What we're doing. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't see it, so I have no idea what we're supposed to do. Oh my gosh! Yeah. You know, so I, what's I, your worst Uki experience? I love the resistor. Mm. Oh, 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 yeah, I do too. Yeah, yeah. so yeah. like you're trying to, you're trying so to. So from that's from the other perspective, right? Right, As right. Instructor, what's the worst Uki experience? It's yeah, that, it's that one. Speak to that. And you're like, you're like trying to to do something, and obviously, like you are like you're not using any momentum or any leverage. Like sometimes when we go into a move, it takes like swinging a leg around to to rotate your body, and so you can't do that in slow motion, right? right? And so you're trying to work your way into it, and you got someone who's like. Like full blown fighting against it, yeah. and, they, and they won't they won't let you sweep them, right? Yeah, as if like doesn't work. Yeah, yeah, uh, this obviously yeah. doesn't work. Nope. <laughs> yeah, you're like you son of a bitch. He's just looking at it, all the class so, upside down, going. Mm-mm. And in our class, sometimes there's there's fifty people watching. Sure, of you know, and you're like, hey. Can you help me out here? Right. Look bad here, dude. <laughs> there's already, there's already. Listen, guys, this is important for everybody to note. For every instructor that's out there, there's already a 50-50 chance that what I'm going to show, I fuck it up in the middle of this. Yeah. And like, you know, right. and I'm like, okay, and don't do that because that was wrong. But when you have the resistor, so it also just, this is, we're, we shouldn't give away all the secrets, but this is a good one. And that is, if you see your instructor then demonstrating it at full speed, it's because the person was a resistor and they want to show them that it works. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. And then when we say, That's what you get. That's what yeah. you get. That's what you get. <laughs> you whisper it in their ear. It's like, it didn't it, need to be this way. It reminds me of like those you know the you ever see those fake those fake uh uh, uh martial arts things online? There's the yeah, the ones like where they're like <laughs> they're like, grab my wrist. Yeah. No, other arm. <laughs> that's, like, yeah. that's what it reminds me of like that's just yeah. kind of like no dude come on yeah. <laughs> yeah. like no no one would grab me with the right arm <laughs> the third one no, the third worst experience as the Uki is after you've just had your ass beat for five minutes as your instructor teaches us in and he says or she says would anyone like to see it again and there's always <laughs> there's always one in the group that's like um, I would like to see it again yeah. Yeah. I thought, I thought about like, that you just demonstrated it six times you're like Ugh, uh, yeah one more time <laughs> Oh, no. Yeah, sure. All right. Let me go ahead and lay down again. <laughs> oh, man, it is funny. Can you just do it on that person? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, I did see an Uki, um, you know, a teaching Uki experience that I, I really liked. So on the opposite end of this, um, I saw this way of teaching, and I haven't used it yet, but um, this is some black belts out in New Jersey that um, I trained with. And what they do is they put some like upbeat music on some rap or um, some heart rock or just just something that like you can jam to and has a good beat. 
um, like a good beat that you can follow and, and flow to, like like an up tempo, like an up tempo kind yeah, of thing. Well, death metal, yeah. like like Norwegian Norwegian yeah. black metal. Yeah, no, I mean, it's a little tough. That's a little tough. But let's back it down a little bit. Maybe like Metallica. Yeah. Okay. okay. <laughs> yeah. Kamura. <laughs> uh, okay. Anyway, sorry. but so so you start to to flow as teaching, right? And so you don't say anything, and you just do the movement. Sure. And you do it with the. And you do the movement like four or five times, and then you let them do it. Right. And then, and then they, they might miss a few things, and then you come back and you do it again. You go with the flow. You do sure. the five steps, and then you let them do it. And, and this is completely speechless, right? So it's obviously, it's meant for a small class right. size. But, um, you know, and then after a while, you start flowing to the same beat, and you get the movement, and it becomes like ingrained in what you're doing. It's, right. it's awesome, but it's, it blew my mind because I'm like, what's going on here? Like, yes. hey, is nobody speaking? Like, they're like, yeah, your turn. Go ahead. And, and you like do it, and they're like, no, 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 no. And then they show you again, and you're like, oh, okay. And then you try it, and it's like you got this music going on, and it's jamming it right into your ear yeah. holes, and everything's just like... <laughs> That's one thing. I, that's then, one thing I do really love. I do respond to is rolling to music. Yeah. There's there is something about it. it is, there is like a there is like a tempo to it. Yeah, it's really strange. Like how and also it covers up any farts. Any farts. That's sounds. the well. I mean, because hashtag. Well, I say speaking farts. of like terrible ookie moments, right? I, th- these are ones that hasn't happened to me specifically, but I've seen it happen. You know, or heard it happen right? <laughs> in front of the whole class, and somebody <laughs> folds you up like, "Oh, we're gonna do we're gonna do uh, over underpass today," and, yeah. and then the ookie's like. <laughs> well, gonna well, have Pat a bad like, I think it was you who were telling me that uh, Beck was teaching um, uh, Kimuras, mm-hmm. and that was my first thought. Oh, the butthole technique. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yep. Yeah. Butthole yeah. to the ear hole. Yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah. yeah. You so go. you step over, and and if they don't like it, then you tuck the feet under their head and you give them the the full butthole technique. Uh, yeah. Oh, that, well, that one's yeah. That's that's yeah. So, so you cradle that, like, like your when, egg, like they're an egg? holding on to their a, belt. Right? Yeah. That's not the one I taught, but it's a, it is it is one that I teach, and that is. If you're defending it by holding onto your belt and uh-huh. I get you up on your side, I tuck my I tuck my leg underneath your head and I sit on your face. <laughs> and it, yeah, it's straight butthole to the ear. Yikes! Yeah, and it's straight, yeah. it's straight cup like you know ball sack cup yeah. thing to your to your face as well. I didn't know that pink eye was a submission. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I call this the conjunctivitis. I call, I call this one pink eye. You might not yeah. tap right now, but you'll be tapping in a couple of days. Yeah, it's a brown gonna... eye now, but it's going to be a pink eye later. Look, this entire what. move is filled with regret. <laughs> <laughs> On both sides. <laughs> I can feel you breathing. <laughs> but Can you be, imagine being on the bottom and be like, I, I totally got dominated. Yeah. He's totally sacking me right now, and I can't do anything about it. I don't want to tap, but I feel like I have to. Well, I have to tap. You know, this is so funny because there's so much to like, you know, do, like, and this is, this is a testament to dominant position in, in Brazilian jiu-jitsu, especially. And that is, there's so many things that you would do that's, that's considered whatever dirty jujitsu that you could do to people oh, yeah. that, you know, they don't really teach anymore if, as far, unless you come from that like sort of school, you know, they don't, they don't teach these things, but there's submissions where you, you know, sticking your knee in their jaw, like, I oh, mean, yeah. from yeah. top top position you know from side control like you you get taps all over the place jesus there's been some debate on online recently about like leg locks and wrist locks and all the dirty stuff that i do and and i'm like yeah i mean you know it's jujitsu but i mean really it's about positional dominance Mm -hmm. right so when you're in that position you can do all kinds of terrible stuff to people you know get them to tap you know we keep it pretty clean but really when you think about it if you're in a dominant position i mean mixed martial arts is a perfect example of that they don't typically go for the submission unless it's it's clearly there otherwise they're just on top of you beating your head in yeah you know and that's because of jujitsu that's because of positional dominance right you know yeah that used to be um 
who's who's the guy who used to wear the the big chain around his neck? Rampage? Yeah, yeah. Rampage. Oh. Yeah, Rampage Jackson. Some of his, like, he was the big one to, like, pick somebody up over his head and just slam him on the mat. Right. And then, if you were so unlucky to get let him get side control, he'd, he'd crucifix you and just pound your face in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and you see the two hands out like this, like, even if they wanted to tap, they couldn't, you know? Right. And, and I, those fights used to just make me queasy. And I'm yeah. like, this guy's just getting beat to a pulp and he yeah. can't even get right. out of it. Right. You know? Right. And that was back in the day when they didn't stop fights. <laughs> right. <laughs> Until your head was mush. Speaking of, like, talk about some bad dudes. Like, I'm not saying that the UFC fighters today aren't top notch. They aren't hard. They, like, well, I, they are. Yeah. They are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But there was a breed that came up before them. So you think Rampage, think Vanderlei. Mm-hmm. Um, Chuck Liddell. I don't even know if Chuck Liddell was one of them. He, he was part of that crew, though. He was part yeah. of that, that generation. But think about the guys who fought Pride over in Japan. Sure, right. of course. Like, the, these guys, straight face kicks. Like, yeah. if you if you let your guard down for a second, uh, Henzo was one of them. Yeah. Um, uh, the, Leota Machida did that a lot. Yeah, a lot of Leota. So this was Valley Tuda years. Yeah. Valley Tudo. And, like, these guys... I mean, you're talking about like, like nut kicks. Yeah, no rules. Ooh. There, there was no, there was no rules against that. You yeah. know, uh, I remember times when guys would be, you know, they, they would, they would be stand, trying to stand up off the mat. You talk about a technical stand up in in jujitsu for a reason, right? Like these guys got up the wrong way, they were going to get like football punted. Yeah, yeah. To you're the gonna, face. right, right to the face. Yeah, you're going to get kicked in the head. That's why, yeah. like, uh, UFC has it to where if you have a knee down or anything like that, you yeah. can't like that's one hand the, down. Yeah, you yeah. can't. You have to be able to get up. Yeah. Like, yeah, they're trying to mitigate, you know, catastrophic injuries. You know, yeah, because that's. So. I mean, you just like you said, you just tee off on them. And just, wasn't the Pride Days, uh, you know, just f- full like open tournament? Like you fought until. You were the winner. I don't. I don't remember. I'm trying yeah, to recall. I'm pretty sure that they, you know, they could have multiple fights sure, at night. Sure, sure. <laughs> well, same thing with the beginning, the origins of the UFC. Yeah. I mean, you you had you were looking at uh, you were looking at least uh, three or four fights a night. Mm-hmm. You know that you had to be prepared for. So yeah. I wonder insane. what their ookies were like. <laughs> Yeah. All right. So if you if a guy all right. So now if a guy's getting off the mat, you want to kick him as hard as you can in the face. Now Jeff, stay in there. Yeah. All right. He's going to want to have a hand on the mat. He's going to want to have a bam. No Vanderlei. No. (laughs) Anybody want to see it again? (laughs) Does anyone want to see that again? If you need to, kick him in the balls. (laughs) (laughs) Ooking in those days was was a short lived. That's a rough one. (laughs) That's why Rampage was so mad all the time. (laughs) They were just cycling dudes through the gym as. As punching bags, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like we try to protect our ukis, right? Yeah. We do, and you know, and honestly, it, it, we would probably we'd be remiss if we let anyone think that that was actually how they trained. They probably were very gentle with their training yeah. partners for that exact reason, because yeah. you know the the rage came in the cage, yeah. you know, and they they probably treated each other very very well, you know, in the yeah in within the, the fight scenario. camp. I'm sure there's guys who came in and um, you know they had a chip on their shoulder. They're like, hey, be nice to him. We're gonna keep him around. He's an awesome punching dummy. Yeah. yeah, and then he would be out like a week later. That's what a <laughs> punching dummy. Well, if anybody, if anybody's ever been in a sparring scenario, you know, it, and not so much in jujitsu because you can go 100 percent if you want, yeah. and it's and it's pretty, it's you know, it's pretty chill. But like in in uh, stand up, like it always starts with the the discussion about how hard do you want to go, like uh, with like 30, 40 percent or whatever, and then you know somebody else is like cracks you one with like 60 percent, and then yeah. you crack them again at 80, and then next thing you know, it's on fighting, yeah. <laughs> fighting. Well, and and the, uh, there was always the big question of like, well, 
I wonder what his 40% feels like. Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, because that felt like 80%. Yeah, there's some disparity there. Percentage is subjective, <laughs> dude. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Because, I mean, your, your 40% felt like 80, and I don't, I don't know what to do about that. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> there'll, be, there'll be times where you guys, you guys will say, like, uh, yeah, just give this like 30, 40% resistance or something like that. And, like, if, if I'm like training with Muskin or something like that, I'll be like, this this is forty. Are you sure this is forty? Feels like this might be like sixty or eighty. Yeah, yeah, we're a little why bit you, reckless why, with yeah. our percentages. Why are you breathing so hard? Yeah, yeah. What are you doing? Because you shouldn't be out of breath at forty. You shouldn't be out of breath like sparring, like or just like just drilling the move. Really, yeah. I mean, well, yeah. Well, I guess depending. it depends on what your conditioning is. But uh, yeah, I've been I, a mouth breather a couple of times. Yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> During basic <laughs> drills, anything having to sit up, you know. <laughs> but yeah, it's tough. So speaking, of, hey, we you know what we should do. We should, excuse me, stay on this uh, topic of embarrassing moments. What's your most embarrassing moment in jujitsu? Oh man, um, do you have any good ones? Well, the, the only one that comes directly to mind is um, is the time that I was the, I was the last one to notice that my toe was sticking out sideways. Oh. Oh, gross. Jeez. <laughs> like, like rolling, like having a good time. And someone's <laughs> like, hey, that doesn't look right. And I look down and my, my toe's like like this. It's like sideways. Sticking off to the side, like take a right turn. <laughs> and and I'm like, that doesn't look right. And then like I go to touch and it like wiggles around. They're like, ew. <laughs> <laughs> you, you were also somebody else's worst day in jujitsu too. <laughs> Did you, like, yeah. Did you, do you consider that an embarrassing moment though? Well, I mean, the fact that I was the last one to know yeah maybe like i'm walking bit. around with this like wonky toe sticking out and yeah. everybody's like oh, geez what happened to that thing <laughs> <laughs> I, I, one of the like what you know besides like like besides catastrophic like you know instances that you see things happen like people with diarrhea and like competition and stuff like that <laughs> Which has got to be, I mean, just terrible. But, but you like, on video, I, one of my one of my favorite ones is I've seen guys I've seen guys uh, who like when you're lined up for like a promotion day and they start because they you know, if they give out like you know belts sometimes they'll give a little speech about that person or whatever It'll be real quick you know something something nice and I always love like when nobody's quite sure who they're talking about. But somebody in the line thinks it's them, uh, oh. and then they call the name, and they don't hear the name, uh. and they start to walk out, and they're like, "It's not you." Oh man, that's bad. That's like, pretty I'm bad. like, "Oh, ooh, ooh that's rough." <laughs> <laughs> wow. Probably the most embarrassing though that I, the most embarrassed I was I ever was is I had you know, and I just started in uh, mixed martial arts and and uh, jujitsu. Of course, being a component of that, we had at the gym I was at. We had an open house yeah. and we, we moved, you know, we'd moved uh, locations. And so we had a bigger space and we did this open house and we invited the public in because we were going to give demonstrations and so forth and show, you know, our prowess. And we had this, we actually had a pretty big group of people and I was instructed to show uh, a standing guillotine. Okay. And I, and I asked for a volunteer and it was a, it was some kid out of the crowd. You had to been like, you know, a teenager or whatever. And I slapped this thing on and I could not get him to tap. It's <laughs> <laughs> the worst. Yeah. And I was like, clearly I'm like not doing this correctly. You know, I could not figure out how to get him to tap. He's like, I'm, I'm totally fine. You know, like, I'm like, I don't know what to do. <laughs> Do you want me to tap it? Anyway? Eventually, what I did is I backed him up against the wall and and, and wrenched him, him. Yeah, and wrenched him until he tapped. But like, I was like, I was like, oh shit! Like, I don't know what I'm doing. Yeah, that especially with people watching, that's got to be yeah. It was rough. Yeah, it was rough. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> yep. That's awesome. Um, so 
so there, I, I will say there will be some embarrassing moments for people probably in the future. And uh, this goes back to, so at our gym, it, during promotion times or seminars, right, we have people who line up all the way around the room. And it starts at the right, and they're the white belts, and then it goes by stripe, and then it, you know, then it starts at blue belt, no stripe, blue belt all the way up to four stripe, and then it starts purples. And it goes, like, you know, by these seminars, I mean, you guys have been there, there's there's probably 100 people yeah, at around least. the room. At least, yeah. yeah. And, um, you know, I would I would say that you know you could probably draw the line at four stripe white belt and up, but I'll I'll even give it this four stripe blue belt and up. Uh, you, when you look around the room, every once in a while you'll see somebody that has tied their belt wrong. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and I feel like I feel like if there anything going on, stop the presses. You know what? Hold hold up. I'm sorry to interrupt. Can you just give me one second here? That guy over there is a purple belt, and his belt is tied so wrong right now. Can we just have a quick lesson? <laughs> and I think if you do it once, like no one else will ever make that yeah, mistake again. That's true. We're using you as an example. Yeah. yeah. Oh my yeah. gosh. Yeah. Well, I you know um, one of the another embarrassing moment I just thought about um, is actually not from that long ago. Is uh, when I got my black belt. Right. So the school has. Um, this process for belt promotions and it usually includes demonstration of technique, right? Mm -hmm. So, um, in, in this process, you know, uh, 10 submissions from guard, 10 submissions from side control, um, give me 20 sweeps from guard. Um, and then it just goes, uh, there's all the sections and you've got to demonstrate them all slowly and profi proficiently and, Great. Um, I'm never getting my black belt. <laughs> and then and then it goes to stand-up. Ten? <laughs> yeah. So so um it's not a secret. I have skipped judo for quite a few years. Right? Yeah. Like, you know, when at, at the end of night class, there's always a, a brogan sitting around looking at everybody and and making eye contact with them just to make sure he knows that you're not staying so that he knows that you know you that have you the know weakness. Uh -huh. Right? That you're not staying for judo. Yeah, he yeah. he he sees that you have the weakness. Right. That you're leaving before judo class. So yeah. And um and, and you've you got know. excuses though, don't so you? So I, I stop got, making I eye kids. contact. I've got, I've got things to do tonight, and we all yeah. know it's. A I lot. stub my toe. Yeah. Uh, you know, yeah. I have sniffles. Whatever yeah. it is, toes going this way. Yeah. So. And yeah, and at some point in time, you just stop making eye contact with them because right. you're afraid of being. You're, you're, you're like, sick of being shamed. I can right. put your hand up against your face and walk down with your head down. <laughs> so during during this black belt promotion process, we finally get to stand up, and they say, um, "Ipon Seonagi," or. Um, Ogosh, or whatever the name of of the, and I couldn't remember. <laughs> I, so here I am. I'm in this like process of testing, and and I'm like I'm like acting like I'm getting my grips right, and I'm looking out of the corner of my eye to see which one. That, I'm like, oh yeah, yeah, and then I do the technique because <laughs> I couldn't remember the Japanese name. <laughs> Let me just make sure I get my. Uh, what are you waiting for? I just gotta make sure my grips are right. Yes. Yeah, what so are you that, talking about? That was I a mean, good embarrassing moment. Yeah. How about you? Oh. uh... I mean, I've, uh, it's kind of every other week now, you know what I mean? Like just, it's really, it's like, I'll have a one day that's I roll and I'm like, Hey, that felt pretty good. And other days that not, but I feel like embarrassing wise, uh, I think it was a class that I went to. I think it was a noon class and it was, I was getting well, partnered embarrassing. up with, yeah, I was getting partnered up <laughs> with somebody itself. Yeah. and I was just kind of like, uh, I think it was, I think it was actually Joe. That was like, hey, why don't you two, you know, team up or whatever to me and somebody else? Because I didn't, I didn't. Yeah. Everybody else was partnered up, and nobody wants to be your friend. Well, and then the guy went, oh. 
<laughs> and I was just like, oh, like, what does that like, mean? Like, I feel that way about you too. Yeah. Like, what, who are you? Like, you know what I mean? But it was kind of like, it was like one of those things of like, oh no, like I couldn't, but I, I took did it originally. That, did I just I was, get picked last? Yeah. Yeah. Like that was the thing of like, wait a minute. But I, it didn't feel like a fat kid thing. It felt like a white, I took it as a white belt thing. Yeah. But then I realized I was a fat kid thing because we're doing, <laughs> we're doing side control. But maybe they were the smelly kid thing. That could have yeah, been. That could have been. I mean, it wasn't too smelly. You smell all right. You know? Just lie. Okay. Like, like hey, yeah, I know okay. I know you feel a certain way about me, but you stink. That yeah. and also farting. Anytime I, I did fart one time and it it's it was real bad. I think you I mean, should be embarrassed I mean, real bad. anytime <laughs> you roll someone up and they don't. Oh yeah. That's I mean, pretty I'm embarrassing. Saying, that's like a it is pretty embarrassing. I will say this. I, I was rolling with Kathy the other day and I thought I had her in the best Americana ever. I mean I Probably. had perfect ever. Yeah, yeah. And she goes your arms behind my head, <laughs> and then she swept me, and I was like, oh. "Well, she's like a noodle." That wasn't anyways. embarrassing though. She's like, she's essentially a black belt, right? Yeah, she's like a noodle, anyways. You yeah. know, you try to put anything on her, and she's like, "Yeah, she just destroys." I'm out, I'm out. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, it's not that's not so embarrassing because she's very skilled, but it was still like one of those things of like, "Yeah, I got this now. Tap now." And she's yeah. like, no. <laughs> "No, I'm not gonna do that." When people are teaching me as I'm trying to destroy them, yes, that's, that's about the thing. Okay, I can yeah, get yeah. beyond that. I had to, I had to. My first uh, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu competition, and that, speaking of like wardrobe malfunctions, right? Mm-hmm. These are these are embarrassing. But the truth is, is that if nobody teaches you how to do these things, yeah. like you just don't fucking know. Yeah, you, right. you don't yeah, yeah. know. Like, yeah. so here's my here's my gripe with, especially back in the day. It's a little bit more clear now. Maybe not though, because I, I will argue this too that that when you get your first gi, you don't know which side's the front and which side's the back of your pants. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah because yeah, they always yeah. put the tag in the front, but you're used to wearing Levi's and the tags on the back. Oh yeah, right. So you have no idea. So my first jujitsu comp ever, I had my pants on backwards. Oh, oh my god, that's I, amazing. I yeah. had that with roller hockey. I had that with <laughs> roller hockey. It's so funny. It's so funny that you said that. I had that with roller hockey. I bought all the stuff. I was like, I'm going to do this. I want to be a goaltender. I love goaltending. It's my favorite position. All this yeah. stuff. I got the leg pads, I got the chest protector, I got the glove, I got the I got the blocker, all the stuff, the stick. And I I I think it was the second time, by the way, that I was playing. Not even the first time, the second time I was playing, somebody told me, Hey, you got your pads on the wrong feet. <laughs> the little blocker thing's supposed Aww. to be at the top. And I was like, <sighs> and it was it was like uh, all right, I'll go switch them. <laughs> like, oh, I do that on purpose. Uh, no, <laughs> it was just one of those things. I'm like, oh, okay. I get more velocity out of them. <laughs> Actually, I did cover it up pretty well. <laughs> more velocity, <laughs> side from side, more aerodynamic. I'm this way. much more aerodynamic with my pants on backwards. But I think I covered it up. I was just like, it's true though. I was like, oh, that's why. <laughs> so I was like. I switched them. I was like, "Now, now it makes now sense. I'm a brick wall." Yeah, Look now, out. yeah. You thought awesome. I was bad before. Didn't help. Now, didn't change anything. No, hockey's the best. Yeah, it was hard. Not harder than jujitsu, though. Anyway, like, yeah, yeah. This has nothing to do with jujitsu, by yeah. the way. I mean, wearing your wearing your pads on wearing your pads backwards. That's true. You know. Yeah, this is true. Yeah. <laughs> hey, you know something's been bothering me lately. What's that? I'm I'm a little I'm a little hot under the collar. Are we going to what's on your mind? Nah. Where, where, where were we at? Where are we at in our uh, in our our uh, time? We're about here? forty-two minutes. Okay, well, we're on your mind. Yeah. So, what's on your mind, Galino? Oh, before we do that, color. though, we do we do want to say, like, honestly, guys, like, uh, give us some give us some good stories, man. We'll tell them on the air too yeah. if you want. Oh yeah. You got, Most you got, embarrassing you guys, moment. You got, you got an embarrassing moment you want to share with us? We'd love it because we've got we've seen it all, man. We've seen it all. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I've seen like I, I've seen white geese with brown marks on the back. Yeah. We've I've seen, seen we have we've had hygiene issues. We've yeah. had I mean things that we shouldn't have to tell adults that we end up having to tell adults. Yeah, like three inch like 
in diameter pieces of skin. Yeah. You know, just laying on the mat and <laughs> gargantuan like toenails. And oh yeah. We've seen it all. Yeah. And it's, yeah, it's bad. <laughs> anyway, what's on your mind, chief work? I I've been thinking a lot lately about, <laughs> about people's like work ethic. Okay. And I'm bothered by it. You know, so I, in our area, like, you know, we're, we're, a um, we're a growing area. And in fact, for Pennsylvania, um, Cumberland, Cumberland County County is, is the fastest growing County in the it state. It really is. Yep. And what that does is that brings in a lot of new business, a lot of entrepreneurial, um, ideas yep. and people putting the risk out there to, to make a run at it. And you know what I've been seeing a lot lately is people who don't know how to basically just work. You know, so uh, we went to a restaurant recently that just opened up, and um, you know, it's a it's a brewery slash restaurant. Restaurant. The food was like, the beer was definitely like, and and I'm you know the amount of investment and time that it took them to get this place up and running, and I'm going like, what what are you doing? Like the only thing missing is the the ethic and the dedication, right? Like right, like your business. We talk about this a lot. Like, like you don't put anything out the door that isn't perfect in your eyes. It may not be perfect in the customer's eyes. I work really hard at it. Yet, yeah. But that then there's like this back and forth where you perfect it with them. You sure. do your best to a point, sure, and then you perfect it with them, right? And um, you know, it, there there's in in business like a lot of times there's not that opportunity where you know a customer can give feedback but but you're gonna be like well that's just what i do like this is the restaurant i don't know what to tell you right i just see it a lot and you know maybe it's because like we're new and we're growing um like in this area but the only thing i can say is that you're creating great opportunities for the next person who can just take your idea and apply some work ethic sure well, I mean, you know, this is the, this is the whole the whole crux of that argument is that you know, good ideas are a dime a dozen. Everybody, everybody wants to be the ideas guy. You uh-huh. know, mm. I come up with the ideas. Yeah. You know, and then everybody else executes. And what what de- de- delineates, and in my mind, between those that succeed and those that don't, is the is the people that do have the idea and can execute on it. Sure. You know, and and, and that's I think what you get is you get an, an overabundance of people who see opportunity and good for them. There there is opportunity there, but they're looking to get rich quick. You know. And it's not the ideas person. It's not necessarily they can execute on it. It's whether they will. Well, that's just it. That's what I mean. Like, you You know what I mean? Everybody else figures it out like this. You try it, fail, try again, fail, fail, try, try, fail, fail, try. And then you finally figure it out. Like you're like, just like jujitsu. You're like, oh, that's, that's how it works. I got it. Yeah. And then you forget about the last 10 years of like struggle and, and trying to work really hard at making this, this work. But, but I think if you put your, your, if your mindset, if your intent is to, to deliver a superior experience or product or whatever it is, that's going to be seen, even if you're not the best at it. Like they're right. going to see that you're that you're putting a lot of effort in. People like that, man. They want to support that stuff. Not only that, like knowing what to work hard on. You know, I was talking to a friend this past weekend, and um, he was telling me about his father-in-law that is just a workhorse, right? And the reason he's a workhorse is because he loves what he does. Yeah. And so he 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 has figured out after all these years that he can work a hundred percent in this direction and is going to pay off. Sure. And he's kept that interest for so long that that you know he doesn't mind putting all that work into that sure. thing. And I think a lot of times people see opportunity and it's only like you said it's only about the money. Right. Right. So they're like, hey, I'm going to open this, um, you know, this this jungle gym place, blow up, 
you know, <laughs> yeah. houses for kids to come sure. play at. Yeah. Like six months later, they're like, this is, I'm not even passionate about this at all. Right. I never was to begin with. I never was to begin with. I just thought it would make me a lot of money. Right. And it kind of has, it kind of hasn't, but you know, and you're, more right. money, more problems. Right. And your, your place smells like vomit and, yeah, and you know, and all the, <laughs> you've all got the, itchy skin all, like every other day. <laughs> There's a, yeah, you got MRSA like floating <laughs> through your, Jimmy, like the ball pit smells like yeah. vomit and heroin. And then and, they stop showing up. They stop doing the hard things, which is, you know, washing it all every single right. day. Because right, we could skip it this time. Right. So, and, and we do that. You know, we don't do that. We could do that at the gym. I think, though, but, no, but if I may, real quick, yeah. I think if you are going to have a ball pit, you need to wash your balls. You got to wash your balls. Every you got to scrub them every day. Yeah. Because, you know, the balls can get stanky, they get funky. Yeah. And when your balls are funky, Nobody wants to dive into them. No, I think I've seen the, them all turn blue. This is the this is the point I'm trying to make. <laughs> I, I did. We digress. I apologize, no. but I just think it's an important note. <laughs> you need to wash your balls every day. But you know, if you take that into the jujitsu world, if you if you <laughs> if you go without scrubbing the mats, yeah. No, right. no, people are going to get sick. People are going to get sick. They're yeah. going to stop coming. Yeah, I mean, it's a it's a it's a no brainer. It's do it's doing the hard things. Yeah. Yeah. And, and doing them every day. Exactly. So Yeah, I agree with you on this. There's a little, little free advice from Jefe del Toro. Yeah, Jefe, I, I appreciate your advice. And I, I will uh, add to that and say this is that, is that we've said this before on the podcast and it's and uh, in, in, like we've actually dedicated entire episodes to this, but it's true that if you really, if you're really interested in what you're doing and, and I use the word love a little bit recklessly, that's just my MO, right? Reckless so, love? Well, reckless love. There mm. you go. Uh, I like that, by the way. I, I liken my love to uh, Mr. T. It's tough but tender. <laughs> okay, so so I say I say you love what you do. I mean, I you know love what I do. But but the reality is, if you if you really like it, if you're really into it, and and you you dig on it, then you will make money. Yeah. You will you'll you'll find a way miraculously to make a living at it. But it's going to take time. Yeah. And dedication, and you got to do the hard stuff. Yeah. You know, and the better and that you get at it, like you start to sharpen your skills and hone in on it, and then you'll find other areas that you have to that is considered the difficult things, and you you learn how to manage those things and do that. But you you will succeed. Yeah. So like yeah, don't. The, the idea, if your if your I dream is to make a lot of money, then work in finance. You know what I mean? Because that's yeah. a great place for your passion for money to exist or investing or whatever. You know, absolutely. That's, that's the place. But if you're starting a restaurant, here's a tip for you guys in the restaurant business: there's no money to be made. <laughs> yeah, the first year or two, what I've heard, and that's if you're great. Like yeah. even yeah. if you're great, like the first year or two, apparently is not. Yeah. There's like you are good if you break even. Yeah, you'll find a way to make a living if you're good at it. You right. know, and that's awesome. I mean, that's that's how that's my aim. My goal is to make a living out of doing graphic design, and, right. and so far so good. Yeah. Um, but that's that's my only goal. If I money I make above and beyond that is just icing on the cake. Yeah. You know, we I have the life that I want to live, and and I think that's and that's that speaks to another thing too that I always that I find interesting, and that is there's the uh, the uh, floating ball of a million dollars. Everyone's like, I want to be, I'll make a million dollars, and I'm like, motherfucker, if I make one hundred and fifty thousand dollars a year, I'd be pretty happy. Yeah, <laughs> that's, all, that's all I need. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I take that. Yeah. I'd be pretty happy with that. You right. know, you know, like what? What do you mean a million dollars? What are you gonna do with a million dollars? <laughs> Give me a nice fat seventy five thousand dollars a year. I'm I mean, not gonna say anything. You're making thirty thousand dollars a year, and you're talking about making a million. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like yeah, you know. Well, and the other thing too is, uh, you know, once you've lost a customer. I, I've always said this that um, that love the customers you got, right? They're, they're yeah. hard enough to get to begin with to yeah. walk through the door. Yeah. That if you don't focus on them, stop worrying about the next 
you know, thousand people to come through. You got one sitting there right now, and if they never come back, yeah. Yeah. I mean, they are your feedback loop, you know, so put your invest in that, man. I'm, I'm yeah. down with that for yeah. sure. I like it. I like it. What's on your mind? Hmm. Tight submissions. <sighs> Tight submissions is on my mind. It occurred to me today, uh, as we were, we were, uh, rolling, we had a, a couple, we've, we've been working a lot on side control and, uh, you know, in positional dominance, um, mostly is the, is the sort of the concept behind, you know, side control positional yeah. dominance. Um, and because honestly, like you don't like you don't get any points in jujitsu competition for side control. You get points for passing the guard, um, and so side control is sort of its own beast. It, it sets up a lot of other positions, as most of us who train in jujitsu understand. For those that don't, side control is a is sort of an immediate response to passing the guard, right? And that, and that's the bragging that's the bragging game. Yeah, it really is. This is where you take the the, the side control. I would argue is where you. Uh, destroy your opponent's will yeah. to, to, to it's, it's yeah it's the bragging yeah. game yeah and i think too often it becomes a position where you're just sort of skipping through it to get to neon belly or mount or back takes or whatever or setting up a submission and you lose all the all the fun out of side yeah. control so anyway we're working a lot on, on positional dominance and then we're also like looking for submissions from these positions. So we've worked on, you know, we've worked on a couple of collar chokes. We've worked on arm bar setups. We've worked on uh, kimuras and americanas. And um, and the for the the kimuras and the americanas are, you know, typically considered shoulder locks, but they're also elbow locks. Uh, I think maybe more readily um, if you do them correctly. But here's the thing: we teach this the the methodology we teach in this is is setting it up so that it's super super tight, right? And, yeah. I mean, so you're tapping before like it's it's on. And uh, what I realized today, um, and I've I think I've realized it before, but I, I articulated this is that that really in, improves safety mm-hmm. for your students. And so for all of those uh, out there, <laughs> like, what the speaking f- of positional dominance, what the fuck is going on <laughs> over there? That is the most. What is <laughs> They're just like so. You talk all Galina, that side control. The Galina, dogs. Galina's dogs have gone sixty nine. Uh, <laughs> this is oh, uh, trust me, Rue. You don't want to get bit there. Yeah, yeah. that is uh, careful. That is, that is a problem. This yeah. is this is okay. Now they're okay. Yep. Now they're now they're free. I, th- I thought one of them was a horse. I didn't know they were both dogs. Yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway, thanks a lot, guys. Yeah, so geez. so here we go. So when you have when you put on these when you set these submissions up correctly, I found that like you you decrease the amount of likelihood that you'll damage or injure your partner because if it's loose, that's when you have like flexibility to try and wiggle or move out of it. And by the time that you get that submission and, and tap them, like that's where you could run into catastrophic injury. Yeah. You know, torn rotator cuffs or you know broken arms and limbs and stuff. So so I was just that's what's on my mind is tight submissions. He has work on like if you're working on positional dominance. When you're putting all that effort and energy into it, then working on setting up the submission correctly versus half-assing it because you think you might have it is uh, is probably the the wrong way to go. I love being able to have a position so set that when I put the submission on, I can put it on slow and controlled. Yeah. You know, I'm in complete control. Yeah. You know, and I and that's what I really what I that's what I work towards in jujitsu for myself personally is that I don't yeah. need to slap the submission on as hard as I can. You know, at that exact moment. Not least of which because I don't want to injure my partners, but more importantly is that I have control over myself, and now I have control over you. Well, you know, life lessons from the mat. Yeah. Right? When we go out into the world, whether it's relationships or our work or whatever it is we do, um, you know, it's that, it's that same 
it's that same presence, right? You know, and I've been thinking about this a lot and it's funny you bring this up because, you know, how often do we like, you know, sit here and thumb through our, you know, our phones, iPhones, iPhones, because our, that's, our iPhones. The, that's the that most Android. superior Because I'm not Android. using another one. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, and we're having conversations with people who are like, uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah. And you know what? It's, it's, it's very similar. If we tighten up our attention on each other, yeah. you realize how how much more communicative sure. and effective we can be towards each other, intentional about what we're talking about. Exactly. And it's like it's like put down the distractions. Yeah. You know, be specific, be tight, you know. Yeah. yeah. Be definitive. That's see, that's what definitive. I take from this. Yeah. Like it's intentional, definitive. Like it's a guarantee. Like you're in a position now, if we're talking about submissions, but just the same way that you're talking about your relationships, that you know that I'm 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 here. I'm present in the moment. Like I'm not thinking about 10 seconds from now when I tap you, it's done now. Yeah. Before the tap happens, you know you're you're All done. the trouble you avoid yeah. and miscommunication or misunderstanding. Yeah. You know, it's like, yeah. oh, no, I'm listening. I'm listening. <laughs> huh? Oh, what did you say? Hmm? <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> so that's what's on my mind. Like Pat, it. what's on your mind? I'm sorry, what? <laughs> I wasn't paying attention. I was going through my phone. <laughs> what did you say? What were you guys talking about? Uh, Kyle's mom. You said something about your collar, or no? Yeah, Kyle's mom. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, I quit. Yeah, I think I'm going to quit. You're going right. to quit what? Uh, my job, my day job. I think. Good for you. Uh, I would. I, it's one of the. <laughs> it's one of those things that like, I I think I'm at a point where I can make what I'm making there, uh-huh. doing things that I love doing. Uh, Do you know what I mean? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah. I feel like we just talked about. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, but this is an actual but, like execution. I feel like this is not my official two weeks, right? <laughs> like, I'm, not, I'm not quitting this. <laughs> so so if you're listening yeah. out there, I'm not, I'm not actually putting in my yeah, two yeah. weeks. <laughs> no, no. But, yeah, if anybody's, if anybody from work's listening, no, no. I, I, I feel like because it just got down to the point where it's my day job is taking away from the creative things that I want to do. Right. And, and thanks to Jeff and, and other circumstance, other like streams of income that I may possibly have, I have an opportunity to do something a lot bigger than what I'm doing. It's yeah. not that I don't enjoy the job. I like, I like working there. It's a good day job, but I didn't give it, I, ne- I didn't even get enough hours to qualify for health insurance. Right. So it's not even that anymore. Right. Yeah. So now it's got to the point where, I feel like I feel like it's the time to take that jump. Yeah, like that thing and it's beautiful. It's, I mean, it's really scary. <laughs> yeah, like Lino, like Lino and I'd be the first to congratulate you on you. Thank man. you, so I appreciate that. It's a big, big deal, and and uh, I'm actually glad that you brought this up because it's it, and it also speaks to Galino what he was just saying about this before about entrepreneurship and people yeah. you know, making this jump. But here's the thing: is that you've been doing this for a long time, and you've been working both jobs and so forth. And and I, um, like you, did the same thing. I didn't when I started my business. I didn't just quit my job and start my business. Right. Although I, I, I guess some people could probably do that. I couldn't afford to do that. You know, right. there was too Same. much, yeah. too much risk, not enough reward for that to happen. So I worked both fucking jobs, uh, and I yeah. did it. You know, I worked all the time, and I did it for a long time. Yeah. yeah. And then at some point, the sh- the balance shifted where I was making more at my, you know, at my own business than I was working full time for somebody. And it, and then I had to let that go. And that also meant a decrease in income and everything else. Mm-hmm. And that, and then the risk shifted more on like me hustling for business and doing new work and da, 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 da. But, and that's was, the thing. Yeah. The work. Motivation. Yeah. yeah. That's like, where I'm at. I'm at the part yeah. where it's like, it's not going to kill us. That's what I'm sorry. I'm it's, sorry. It's, yeah. No, no, yeah, yeah. no. And, and I, and I'm just saying to your point that you're exactly right. So now you're in a position where you can focus your effort and energy and you'll be surprised. If to I see, just hustle enough. I feel like I could 
do that. Right? Well, I have an analogy for this. Sure. So um, if you if you imagine you're looking across the ocean at an aircraft carrier, okay, right, the side view, and you've Top got a plane. Yeah. Yeah. It, it could be. I mean, it definitely could be Tom Cruise. Yeah. But you see the plane going across the tarmac on the ship, right? Yeah. And if you watch that, the plane goes off the edge, but it dips before it takes off, right? Mm. And and what you're explaining is that dip, but but you've got to kick in high gear the in order to, to kick that up into oh, the sky. Yeah, 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 yeah. And that's extra work, but but you keep going up. You right. know, I, I had you the do. same thing happen with me too. Um, years ago, I was in college. I worked full time through college, and I was selling cell phones. And I, I worked at a store. iPhones. Um, they were they were only iPhones, <laughs> but um, you know, it. it I, I was running the store on Saturdays, and you know, I was increasing in responsibility, and you know, sales were going up and up and up. And um, at one point in time, I was graduating college, and I had known that I wanted to go into the medical field. Mm-hmm. And um, at this job, they were offering me the opportunity to run a store, and this would this would have oh. been that steady climb, right? Yeah, it was yeah. the next opportunity, sure. but this other opportunity was coming along that I had been working for my whole career, my college career. And I had to make that choice between what I was passionate about and what was going to make me money. Right. And, and I did the same thing. I had that dip because I started this new job at half the pay Right. That I was currently making. Right. And no yeah. opportunity at that moment. <laughs> no right. opportunity. Yeah. I was going to go out and have to schlep it all day. You know, I had, you know, five, six hours in territory that I had to cover and a new wife and I never got to see her. But I can tell you that it's it's been a steady incline since then. And sure. sometimes you just got to, you've got to drive yeah. the plane off the end of the ship in order yeah. to start to climb. Yeah. Yeah. You got to kick in those afterburners. Yeah. And that, like, and that uh, Maverick would do. Brings me to my next point. I'll be headlining uh, at Champion Sports Bar at a free show Get this out. Friday in Highspire. Oh, sweet, uh, man. I believe it's, no, it's, yeah, Friday the 13th. Friday, Friday, Friday. Free Friday show. Friday the 13th. There's an open mic beforehand. I, I think that's probably not a great idea to attend, but, you know, just hang out. Just come by. Yeah, it's a free by, show. Come by and see Pat George. If I'm not on stage yet, you can leave. And then I like everything back coming on. out of your mouth right now. Anything you want after that, I, I can come out, you know. He does have a pretty mouth. I'll be talking for 30 minutes. Did you clean that mouth today? I like no. everything coming out of there. Not, everything not out of quite. it. I didn't clean it too much. I'll tell you what. I might just kiss it with I'm my mouth open. I'm talking a lot about a lot of shit today. I'll tell you what. <laughs> I might just kiss it with my mouth open. So, so, so yeah. Uh, good. Congratulations. Yeah, man. <laughs> so, so, <laughs> as, as Jeff talked. Well, like I said, that just leads me to another possible way to make money. If I do have, in it's, fact, such a pretty mouth, I can, yeah. I can make money anywhere. Yeah. yeah. Modeling. It's not People pretty, it's purdy. It's purdy. Right. <laughs> mostly, mostly in modeling. <laughs> so, yeah, congratulations, man. Thanks, That's man. it. Yeah, we'll be, and then I'll be, uh, it'll be great to keep us uh, keep us in the loop on the podcast about how that's going, man. Yeah, so, if I'm like, hey, I need a ride. I can't, I can't get any gas. I don't have any money. <laughs> you guys come to my house to record. <laughs> also, can you bring recording equipment? I had to sell mine. <laughs> Can I borrow 30 bucks? <laughs> That's it. I'll sell my recording equipment so I can afford to quit my job. Yeah, there you go. Wait a minute. That's a smart what? idea. I figured it That's out. I'm going to write this write down. That down. <laughs> Put it in red. I love it. I love it. All right. So that's it for us today, guys. So uh, have a great week. Yeah. And, uh, and drive your plane off the end of the ship. I mean, don't not. Don't, don't not do it. Like Maverick. Maverick.